episode five of Listening to Recently Added. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Jonas Oppenheim. I'm your host, the man behind Listening to Recently Added. I am, as usual, recording on Friday morning. I'm pretty consistent about it because of the vagaries of my schedule. I'm uh, also an assistant and a writer. I have a very strange weekly schedule. Friday mornings tend to be the only time I can record this podcast. And then I try, I hustle to get it out by Friday afternoon. Recently added, not on the same schedule. They keep changing when they record. Last week, I think I said, when do they record? I have no idea. Well, now I know. Now they're doing Sunday night is when they're recording. So first of all, imagine these poor, sacrificing, self-sacrificing hosts, Nick and Will and whoever else um, they rope into it, spending their whole weekend watching all these Netflix (laughs) releases. They are heroes. This is a testament. This podcast is a testament to their sacrifice. However, that means like I, I'm chomping at the bit all week because I know I'm not going to get time to do this this podcast until now. So I hope this doesn't screw up your schedule, dear listener. Time becomes so much more important when you get older. Boy. Okay, so, so there's a lot to talk about in the listening to recently added universe this week, which makes me very happy. But, oh, but before I do that, I'm going to remind you, we're on SoundCloud. That's probably how you're listening to us. We're on iTunes. I like to use we when I mean me because it makes it me feel like it's part of a bigger thing. Maybe we, maybe we, you and me, you and me. I like that. That's the we, us. Uh, and also, I love getting, I love getting emails from from dear listeners. Listening to recently added at gmail.com, spelled like it sounds, except for the at. And I reported last week. Okay, this is this this is some good, interesting uh, stuff. So, last week I reported that. As you probably know, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a, a spinoff, a fan, I'll call it a fan podcast called Listening to Listening to Recently Added by Zachary Bernstein, and he talks about this podcast, and his roommate, Stephen, apparently is banished every week into his room while Zachary records his podcast, and this week, this most recent Listening to Listening to Recently Added... Zachary interviewed Stephen, which I loved because Stephen sent me my fir- the show's first fan mail. So, so I, I mentioned it on the air last week, and so then that led to Stephen getting interviewed, and that I really enjoyed that. Good on you, listening to listening to recently added. That leads to this week's mailbag, listener mailbag. I got a second piece of email from a listener. John Doroshank, I love you. I'm so glad to have heard from you. I probably, we haven't seen each other in years and years and years. The subject line was all caps, love the pod. Now, you don't have to love the pod in order to write in, but obviously that makes it pretty sweet for me. Last week I felt bad because I didn't really read Stephen's email, but I'm going to read John's because um, it makes me feel good. Maybe it'll make you feel good. Jonas, I think we drank together many moons ago. I'm friends with Nick's brother, Jeremy. That's Nick Turner, one of the hosts of Recently Added. K 
came up to the big city to see the shot the president play. I don't know what he's talking about. Pretty sure after the show, we all went drinking. Long story short, I'm drinking and have recently added street cred. Anyways, I find your podcast hysterical. I love how you mix in personal stories to overlap recently added. Keep it up. I have a 40 minute commute. So weekly, you keep me laughing. Thanks, John. Man, I love it. You really got to the heart of what I'm trying to do with the podcast, John, and I really appreciate hearing from you. And then John also included a picture from back in those days of Nick and Jeremy, and he captioned it, don't fuck with these brothers. I hope, John, you weren't under the impression that I was going to fuck with either Nick or Jeremy. I think Jeremy's some sort of government spy or like executioner or something, so I would never, ever fuck with Jeremy. I only fuck with Nick. So thank you, listener mailbag. Thank you, John Doroshank. Again, it's listen listening to recently added at gmail.com. Love it. This is episode five. I think I'm only gonna do eight episodes. I do have a plan for what would would come next. I'm not I'm sort of like in the high 70, low 80% sure I want to do it. My plan for what I'm going to do after my eight episodes of listening to recently added is to kind of take this format and Use it to talk about all my different friends who have who are doing podcasts. Because a couple weeks ago, all of a sudden, I I had like three or four friends all launch their podcasts, and I get it. It's like the thing you do now to remind people that you exist, and that's that's a percentage of why I do this. There's an ongoing segment in this show called "Why Is Jonas Doing This?" that I'm labeling right now. Uh, because I've thought about that even more this week. It's like every week I have new revelations about why I'm doing this. Is this interesting to you? I hope so, because it's what we're about to talk about. And I feel like the aspect of this that feels really good is it being like me dedicating my time to supporting my friends doing something. And, and And if it helps them succeed at what they're doing, then that feels good too. So that's a that's definitely a part of what I'm doing. And and I'm and it's just like I could be doing this. I mean, I love the work of the people at rec- uh, recently added, but I could be doing this for the podcast of everyone I know. I think I'd like to do that. I think I'd like to listen to their podcast and then talk about it. It might mean that I don't have as deep of a knowledge because I won't have listened to it over and over again, but it'll be a take. It'll be a way to amplify what they're doing, and I think it could be really fun. So if you are a friend of mine and you have a podcast, email me and let me know and I'll just sort of like stockpile it. I probably won't tell you when I'm going to listen or anything like that, but then I'll have my list. I want to get like a good good stable. The other part that I was thinking about about why I'm doing this is more embarrassing or vulnerable or something. But the fact is like I'm a, like I'm a um I think you would call it an extroverted introvert like my true core is probably introverted. Like, like I, I, I shy away from social situations. I don't really want to, it's like very, it feels, it gives me anxiety sometimes the going out or like having conversations and you wouldn't really know it because I joke a lot and I, and I can do it pretty well. You know, I can do the extroverted part pretty well, but I think if you asked me what was going on, I'd be like, yeah, I want to go or something like that. But I don't, you know, I know it's good to go out and do that. And, and I was also thinking that maybe that anxiety is simply the intensity of having fun in the world. Because when you're at home and things are calm and there's no variables, that's not fun, but it's not intense. And I wonder if if there's some sort of correlation there. But I was thinking about, because I do this podcast by myself, I'm in a room by myself right now. I'm talking about things that my friends are doing, but I'm not 
there with them. And if I were there with them, I would be more anxious, right? Even though they're friends, you know, it'd be fine. But this way, this format has allowed me to interact with them in a, in a way that is completely within my comfort zone <laughs> and that I don't have to like grapple with any of that other stuff of like, what am I doing here? When can I leave? Am I, am I holding my weight in the conversation? <laughs> what do these people think of me? Like all those, all those, you know, I, you know I, I understand that there are bigger problems in the world and my life is really good and I'm not, I'm not really complaining. I'm just sort of talking about realizations that I had here. So the reason I thought about doing other people's podcasts is because it's a way for me to legitimately say, hey, friend, I remember you. I still wish we had some sort of relationship, but I'm not going to, I can't actually figure it out enough to like make a plan to see you and hang out with you. So looking up old friends and talking about their podcast seems like a really, is like, in my wheelhouse of of comfort, <laughs> of how I'd like to do this. Ver- last thing I'm going to say at, 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 during this extensive in- self-indulgent segment, Pat Stango, I hear you. That was awesome. Uh, there's a listener named Pat. I haven't met him. He's a friend of Nick's. He's been super supportive uh, on my social media presence of, of amplifying this podcast. He says he listens to it. He clearly has. And uh, on this week's episode of his podcast, which is called How to Listen to Movie, no, How to Watch, How to Watch Movies the Right Way, he and his host, he gives us extended shout out to this podcast. Really appreciate it, Pat. Very good. Okay, let's get into what you're really here for, which is what happened on the most recent episode of Recently Added. I didn't explain that that's what this podcast is at the very top. I assume you know by now. Uh, this week, Nick and Will. They just dove into Netflix news without even introducing it as such. They just started on news about Netflix. There was no musical intro. I noticed that because I've, I've requested it. In a, when it, First it came and then it went away. Lyra did sort of a vocal acapella musical intro. And I said, you should keep that. And then it was gone. So then they started in with the Netflix news. And then it's like, it's as if they read my mind or their own minds, and suddenly Nick and Will were just constantly singing Netflix news intros. It was really um, satisfying and hilarious. They uh, it, it so, but it was retroactive. Like they'd already gotten into the news, and then they just kept doing like Netflix news. Uh, very entertaining. They lamented the end of American Vandal. That's the one where the kids drawing dicks and balls everywhere. Everyone said it was really good. I was like, this is too stupid, and I turned it off. But that's me. Then after a certain amount of Netflix news, it became clear that Nick and Will did not have a guest that week. And not only did they not have a guest, they hadn't invited Lyra to sit out front with them either. They sort of announced it. They finally got around to pointing out that they have no guest, and they called it a new version of the, you know, I think they might have said, you know, 2.0 or something like that. And I wondered, like, is that really, like, the plan? But then they explained that person after person flaked on them 
Uh, I don't understand why people are not chomping at the bit to guest on Recently Added. Real big missed opportunity. I hear there's a live show possibly coming up. Um, I have, I've gotten a little insider dirt because I actually this week saw Nick in person for the first time since I began this podcast. We hung out. We're working on something together. It's very exciting. Uh, I'm not ready to announce it on this show. Anyway, the dynamic of Nick and Will not having a guest it was a subtle shift for those of you who've been listening as closely as I have. It was sort of like a bottle episode, right, where where the format is tweaked a little bit. The effect was that they weren't, obviously, they weren't entertaining a guest, right? They weren't being a 10 out of 10 of being on so that their guest feels comfortable and the banter is like popping, which is great. All, you know, everyone does great on the show. But with just Nick and Will, they could geek out a little more. They could they could get into the nitty gritty of of the show business discussions, of the analysis of the shows. They did like deeper dives into the into their reviews. They they took more time on the shows. You know, it was good. It was good. It was maybe not as like viscerally popping, but it was still really solid. Uh, these guys really know what they're doing. It was enjoyable. The show kind of developed a murder-slash-revenge theme. I can't say that there's been a theme to any of these recently added before, but um, it started on kind of a dark note because some the conversation led to how Will lost a friend, was murdered, and he was talking about his feelings about like how he wanted to take revenge. And that really sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. And it kind of, it, there was a lot of backstory on Will and, and really on both of them, on like their families. This, um, this episode, my cat just entered the room and meowed. So welcome, Sasha. Welcome. Well, I was talking about Will's tragic loss. Jesus Christ. Okay. And so, and so like there, there was a, a, a pretty long discussion of revenge and what you, whether you would take revenge or the feelings of wanting to take revenge and so that was an interesting discussion, and then it, 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 it played out in some interesting ways, and I will I- expand upon that chronologically. The first movie they talked about was called Juanita, uh, starring Alfred Wood- Woodard. They were saying that the movie, it was one of those ones where the art and description that they're given, the images, you know, like the little poster or whatever, did not really prepare them for the movie. It sounds like a... The tone is not, it was kind of unexpected, and they, I think they basically recommended it. They said it was enjoyable. Um, nothing sounded like anything I wanted to watch, but that's okay. Oh, shit. I don't think I even watched any of these this week. But you know what I did watch was uh, last, not, not last episode, but the episode before and recently added, they recommended the movies To Iho and the movie uh, Budapest. And I got sick in the last week, and I was like, okay, this is if there's ever a time to uh, watch a recently added recommendation, it's then. So I turned on To Hijo, which is a Spanish language movie uh, that is like a um, suspenseful thriller about a doctor who, I guess, his. Uh, I got, here's how I got 10 minutes into it, and here's why I turned it off. It was clearly great. It was already making me extremely tense, and I knew it was just going to be unrelenting. And I stopped watching because of the shaky cinematography. Who out there is with me that they, you're, you're like, you get motion sick, you're sensitive when they move the camera around to like make it feel more real, you know, like verite? 
like what what the fuck i i don't want to i don't want to get sick watching your stupid movie you know it's like why why are we segregating viewers into those who can get who can watch a shaky camera and those who can't and what's what's more real about it anyway that it acknowledges the presence of a human who has tremors holding the fucking camera like hold still put it on a tripod put it on a table so that i don't i'm not going to like barf or else I'm not going to watch your, your dumb movie. I'm not going to watch your dumb Blair Witch Project or your, you know, the, uh, uh, the Shield. I can't watch the, the Shield because they do that too much. It's a bad move. It doesn't feel real. Like, I could hold a camera straighter than that. Then, so why, what's real about that? It's a distraction. There's nothing, you know, not, not all these movies need to feel like there's some reporter in the field, you know, some news crew filming it. Don't do that, people. I could not enjoy Tuiho as a result. So I switched over to Budapest, which is a comedy about guys who... Wait, was it a French-language movie? I think it was a French-language movie where guys set up a bachelor party business that takes Parisians to Budapest. It was promised to be in sort of the hangover genre of comedies, but that it was really funny and that Nick was laughing out loud the whole time. I don't like listening. And Nick specifically called out the voiceover actors as being very funny. And I don't, I never listen to anything that's dubbed. Like, I never watch anything that's dubbed. I I like to listen to the original language. I always think that's interesting. So maybe I missed half the fun of Budapest by just trying to read the subtitles. But I I don't know. I wasn't that interested in the movie. I got probably halfway through it till the point where the two dummies who are the leads, like, get angry at each other you know that always happens in these movies where they their relationship is on the line and they don't want to be friends anymore and i was like Arg. you know that's that's usually the point where all 100 percent of contemporary comedies are rounding the base from here was our idea it was really f- a fun premise and now we're going to do all the formulaic stuff that every single comedy movie does where they, the relationship falls apart and then they have a, a down moment and then they figure it out and then they're better than ever and friendship rules the day. And it's that formulaicness that makes me never want to watch these movies and that is where I turned it off. So thanks a lot, recently added. A lot of wasted time. I ended up watching The Office uh, and the Larry Sanders show. So at the conclusion of the Juanita discussion, they were, the, the, oh no, well, not the conclusion, but they were talking about how they had friends who were in Juanita and maybe some other things. And I thought about how I'm the bad friend who doesn't watch my friends' shows. Like, I have some friends who have been on shows. Uh, Nick's been on a show, he was on uh, Best Week Ever. It was so great to see him. I really didn't watch very many of them. I'm sure he's not offended to hear that. I was very excited for him. I'm excited for all my friends who are on shows, but man, I really have to like the show to keep watching it. I'm I'm very Is that bad? What do you do? Do you if your friends on a show, do you watch it all even if you're not that interested? Then there was a movie called or a movie, a show, I don't know, The Order. It was a secret society kind of show. Didn't sound that good. They weren't that enthusiastic about it. Will said something. He said that at some point one of the characters had a had a murder wall, like when, when someone is um, trying to piece together a murder and they have a whole wall taken up with all the clues and then they have string going in between all the clues. And he made a funny comment like, uh, where do they get the string 
for the murder wall or something like that. And it made me think like, well, that's a, that's a, that would be a funny store in real life of murder wall equipment. Or maybe it's just staples, but it would be funny if it was specifically for murder walls or a sketch along those lines. But then I thought, well, wait a minute. Does Will making that joke give him ownership over that sketch? Uh, so it would be unethical of me to pursue that. Like I was like, bam, that's a great sketch. The murder wall uh, stationery store or whatever. Maybe that's not a great sketch. But my question is, what are the ethics in comedy of being inspired by someone's joke? Like, it seems to me that it's probably along the lines of, if someone made that joke, you should just leave it alone and make, or at least make sure that you're several twists removed from that premise for it to be ethical. Uh, what do you guys think? What do you, what do the comedians out there think? What do the consumers of comedy think? I'm not going to write that sketch. It just made me wonder. Anyway, then there was a, a show about Formula One racers, I guess a reality show. Uh, Nick expressed something that I, I also feel, which is like I'm, it's interesting to think about content being made for what he called the red team, right? Like uh, if, if, if we liberals and leftists over here at recently added and listening to recently added are the blue team, right? What, like what are the, what are the, what are the right wingers watching? Why do they like it? It's very confusing to me, and we'll get into that a little more because isn't the, the only that's not the only time they talked about it, but they they knew it wasn't for them, probably not for me either. Uh, Will talked about going to the movies alone and also basketball games alone, and it turned out he only went to one basketball game alone. But I definitely go to movies alone. That's something I've always liked to do. Maybe it taps into that social anxiety thing I was talking about earlier, where like. I don't want to have to make a plan with someone. I want to just go and be my own master or whatever. Probably the best, the most noteworthy time that I saw a movie alone was um, the one time I've ever done cocaine was in, I don't know, my early 20s and my roommate had some and he was and I was going to go see Das Boot, the German submarine movie that's like 3 hours long. It's really good. It had been re-released in the theaters and I was going to go see it. And I was walking out the door and my friend was like, "You want to snort some cocaine?" And I did. And then I went to the movie and it was fine. I was, you know, I I kind of I felt fine and um was just watching this great submarine movie and then the people in front of me at some point turned around and looked at me and said, are you okay? (laughs) And I think what had happened was I had been breathing really intensely. I think I was like, (sighs) like really feeling it in my, in my heart or my body or, or whatever I was feeling. Uh, I think it was because of the breathing, (laughs) but I freaked some people out at Das Boot by going to the movies alone on Coke. So that's uh, an extroverted introverts date with himself i guess they watched a show a movie man it's been so long i listened to this on monday and now it's friday i don't even remember if these are shows or movies i should probably make note of that when i'm listening or refresh myself man there's always room for improvement even on episode five of listening to recently added something called lady J. A re- oh, I remember what this one was because it, it it had the word revenge in the description that Will was sort of Nick was reading the description or Will was reading the description and he was like I'm not interested I'm not interested and then they mentioned revenge and Will's like uh, now I'm interested <laughs> and and it was like okay we're back on revenge I took note 
because what happened next is sort of like the podcast the theme of the po- of their podcast leapt out of the radio i was it was a, a monday as i was saying on and on mondays i am running errands for my bosses i'm driving around basically doing a lot of grocery shopping and i'm in the parking lot of the ralphs in westwood here in los angeles for all my international listeners and and i uh, i had pulled up next to a pickup truck that you know, just by at a casual glance, you might think the pickup truck belonged to a former surfer who has like a landscaping business, like that kind of pickup truck with stuff in it that I didn't really recognize. But there were a few weird things. There was sort of like a big, like um, if you imagine like a an old fashioned bike horn, like a hunka hunka kind of horn. They had giant ones on the sides, and I'm not sure if they were for sound or for some other thing. And then I happened to. It, there was no one in the pickup truck when I was doing this, but I looked in the dashboard, the passenger side dashboard, and there was a, a photo of a monkey, like like some kind of hairy monkey from Africa standing next to a tiger. And there was like a printed, printed out, not exactly a prayer, but a sort of, it was kind of heightened language talking about uh, some sort of higher power, but not in an AA kind of way, but like a, some sort of mystical voodoo thing going on, like an incantation kind of thing. And so I was looking at that and then I was like, I got into my car and I lingered. I was like, oh my God, I'd really like this, whoever this is to walk up right now. And he did. And he was a guy, he was like a white haired guy in his, I would say sixties, very suntanned in that leathery kind of way. He had a, uh, like a shark's tooth necklace around his neck. He had a, a backpack where the straps looked like they were literally made out of alligator skin. He had tattoos up and down his arms and he had nail polish on his fingers. And I said, be probably, probably because I had my sort of like podcasting guy hat on a little bit. Cause I was listening to recently added and taking notes as I went along. And I was like, I'm going to ask this guy what's up with him. So I did. I said, can you please, I I'm sorry to, you know, I hope it's not rude, but can you, would you mind telling me what the, the monkey picture is about. And he said, well, there are 15 legitimate witches who are hunting me and I'm, but I'm going to turn the tables on them and I'm going to kill them. And he went on like this little speech about these witches who are, who are um, out to get him. And they try to put spells on him and like completely serious. I mean, you can imagine uh, and it was really, really hard for me not to start laughing. I, and and I didn't want to be disrespectful because I wanted the information. It was like it was super intense. It was definitely way beyond what I was expecting. Um, that witches are hunting him. So he said he believes in the light, and that the symbol of the witches. I asked if the witches assume the form of a monkey. I was trying to talk shop with him. You know, I thought that might be plausible in his world. And he thought that was stupid. He said, no, their symbol is the monkey. And then he made me, I think he was worried that I thought that he hated women. So he made me look at the rear of his pickup truck where the bumper stickers would be. And he'd basically like printed out eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper with um, this sort of long monologue. There was like a bunch of gobbledygook that he says came to him all at once. And he basically took dictation and wrote it down and typed it into his computer and printed it out and then stuck it on the back of his pickup truck. Those of you driving around Westwood will probably recognize this truck based on this description. Talk to this guy, find out what's going on with the witches. I hope 
people throw around the term witches a lot these days. And I now I know people who are who, women who identify as witches. So, so I have a totally different take on witches than I might have um, as a child. Uh, we all probably have different opinions now than we did as children. So talk about revenge, right? They keep bringing up revenge on Recently Added. And then the, this weirdo that I run into is talking about how witches are hunting him and he's going to take revenge on witches. I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is a show. Maybe this is a Netflix show that I should pitch to Recently Added so that Recently Added can pitch it on their show and then Netflix can hear it and then they can make that show. Uh, the next show that they talked about was called Afterlife. It's a Ricky Gervais show. They were they did a kind of Ricky Gervais is a big comedy figure, so they Nick and Will now Lyra had joined them by this point, uh, which is a good move. Probably could have had Lyra out there the whole time. I'm not sure why why they waited. Uh, she's a good a good foil for them. But they had a lot to say about Ricky Gervais. He, I guess he's sort of a divisive figure because because people don't like some of the things he says about atheism and animal activism. I guess there's a lot of people who like his comedy who don't like hearing atheist-type humor. (laughs) But that seems like shooting fish in a barrel to me. But uh, the interesting part for me of that discussion was was the the thing of, like, the scorecard. Like, they kept... It took them a while to... They were thinking, like, didn't Ricky Gervais do something that he was that now we shouldn't like him like in sort of the canceling culture sort of accountability thing that's happening in the world and so they kind of went through the scorecard they like racked their brains has he fucked up in public and then they came then will remember that you know there's this incident of uh louis ck using the n-word when he was talking to chris rock and there were other comedians there and ricky gervais was one of them and so they they talked about that and it just you know i i got to thinking about how yeah like yeah, people should be worried about accountability for saying fucked up shit. I understand there's there's a fine line with comedy where you're always trying to push boundaries and you might get in trouble and you might not. But I, in general, I, I have to say I'm in favor of accountability culture. I try to be responsible myself. If I, I try to like understand what people are, are talking about when they call people out, I want to know... I've been called out and I'm really grateful sometimes like you know if if I if I say something thoughtless or or instinctually align myself with you know the oppressors and then someone calls me out like that is helpful to me because we're all works in progress and I want I want to be capable of that kind of change and I think the world needs to be capable of that kind of change and if your ego is going to stand in between it going to keep you from um, hearing valid criticism and then uh, adjusting. That's a lot of our problems in a nutshell, right? That's that's defending a, a rotten status quo that, that has put us in our dire position that we are now. So then they watched a show called Shadow, a superhero show. No one was really interested in that, even though they ostensibly like superhero shows, Lyra and Will, I believe. Then they, they talked about a Maybe it was called Rodeo, a show, a movie that had a rodeo in it. This was like a, a, a explicitly faith-based show, and they talked about this too. But yeah, I'm I'm also interested in this alternative universe of Christian art, like uh, like popular art, like popular um, culture, TV shows, movies, music, theme parks. You know, like there's there's a whole universe that I don't have. I mean, I guess I could access it, but I never run into it. But I know it's out there. I know it's huge. And yet, like, whenever... It, it's the same with um, bad political art. 
or content that like the message always seems to overpower anyone's ability to like do a good job of it, like tell a good story. And certainly whoever's paying for it isn't as interested in it being like a standalone good movie or TV show or song. They're just interested in the message and being able to say, look at how popular our message is. Look, people are really hungry for this kind of stuff. Uh, My personal belief is that if you want anyone, if you have a message, it's got to be super entertaining. It's got to be super funny. Like my speech a, a few seconds ago was not funny or entertaining. It's probably not going to change the world as a result. Uh, they also mentioned their friend Jason Sines, um, who had a horrible injury and has had a really long recovery. He has he has a long recovery ahead of him. I know Jason not as well as these guys, but I um, I've totally known him for years. Super nice guy, as nice as everyone says. They're not just trying to get you to donate to his GoFundMe. He's actually a nice guy. He's really funny. I was a fan of his. He his his last name is spelled S A E N Z, and it's pronounced Signs. And he had this whole thing where he would make uh, signs that he would staple to flagpoles or not flagpoles, telephone poles. And um, they'd they'd be like, you know, I can't even think of one right now, but they're really funny. You can look them up. And it's just really sucks. There's many, many horrible things happening in the world, but this one, if you've got some money to throw at Jason and his recovery, because we are in a pre-universal healthcare world, is that a good way to look at it? But people are still just getting completely devastated financially for being vulnerable. And the last thing of note in in recently added that I I thought was interesting was um, Will Will was talking about as a uh, he was talking about horses. <laughs> I think this is based on still talking about the rodeo show. Like he's not into horses because as a I, I think this is how basically what he was saying was that as a black guy from Chicago, horses you only see horses when cops are on top of them and cops are bothering you, right? Or cops are doing something bad. So his you know, childhood association with horses, whereas, you know, mine might be like whatever I saw in a cartoon or going to a farm or going to a summer camp where there are horses. For Will, it was horses mean cops. And um, horse cop is a great comedy premise too, but again, it's it's up to Will. I, I've been thinking about this lately in terms of what about Things that I took for granted as a kid being like universal, like everyone is on board with this, actually were white people were on board with it. Like I think about the Beatles, right? Like the Beatles are so monumental in my mind, certainly in my growing up and being uh, being in a band. And my dad was super into the Beatles. He grew a mustache to be like the Beatles. He worked at the Hollywood Bowl and got to see them live. And like, you know, they're just like... It, they're indisputably the greatest band for for what I thought was everybody, but now I'm like, you know what? Maybe the Beatles were not as significant to people of color or other people who are like see them as sort of appropriation, right? Because they 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 made their bones like doing old rhythm and blues and and uh, covering Little Richard and covering Chuck Berry and and certainly sanitizing the sound for a white audience. I mean, that was obviously the the goal. Is this turning into one of those podcasts? Jonas, too much Jonas, not enough recently added. 
Thank you so much for listening to listening to recently added. Please drop me a line. Listen to on on <laughs> listen to this episode again on SoundCloud. Thank you to recently added for giving us a a, a reason to be be safe, be good. Goodbye.